You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. My name is Cristiana Sierra Santos. I am a rheumatologist at Complejo Asistencial Universitario de León in Spain. Today, I'm joined with Professor Doron Rimmer, professor at the Technion Israel Institute of Technology at Haifa, Israel. Uh, I would like to start by congratulating you on the recent publication of your manuscript on outcomes in progressive systemic sclerosis treated with autologous hematopoietic stem cell transplantation compared with combination therapy. Hi, Doron. Hi, Christiana. Very nice to meet you. It's an honor. Thank you for the kind introduction. Yes, I'm, I'm working in Haifa uh, at the Bnei Zion Medical Center, which is related to Technion. And as you can understand, my special interest in systemic sclerosis, I have a systemic sclerosis clinic with a large cohort of patients. And the research is specified in systemic sclerosis. And specifically, I run the program of stem cell transplantation uh, in Israel. And we have a cohort of uh, more than 20 patients that have been uh, uh, transplanted since 2016. Thank you. That's very, very interesting. I think we covered the first question I had for you, which was to introduce yourself and tell us a, a little bit about where where you come from and your interests. So thank you very much for for that introduction. So could you give us a bit or uh, an overview of of the paper you wrote? Yes, of course. So the idea for the paper actually come from everyday practice. I see stem cell transplantation as a very important therapy for a severe progressive systemic sclerosis and and we do it in, in patients who have aggressive disease. But in some patients, uh, we cannot use stem cell transplantation uh, either because uh, they have cardiac involvement or too much damage or, or the patient do not want to go the, the severe risk of treatment-related mortality. So uh, I've seen uh, uh, these patients and um, we treat them very aggressively with uh, a co upfront combination therapy that we, we have reported in the past. And we seem to have very nice results with uh, this aggressive therapy. So I thought it would be interesting to compare retrospectively, of course, the patients who underwent stem cell transplantation to patients who received upfront combination therapy but were actually eligible for stem cell transplantation. Uh, that means they fulfilled all the uh, criteria in at least one of the three randomized controlled trials of uh, uh, stem cell transplantation in systemic sclerosis. So we have compared uh, these two groups. There were uh, 16 patients in the transplantation group, group and 21 patients in the combination therapy. And we've looked at the outcomes uh, as defined in the uh, large studies. We looked at clinical improvement uh, that was defined as an improvement of 25% in the decrease in, in the Rodman skin score or an increase of 10% in the FVC, the one year uh, that is taken from the ASSIST trial. And uh, we looked at the event-free survival without an end organ damage after 24 uh, months, as in the ASTIS and the SCOT trial. 
and secondary outcomes as uh, modified rodent skin score, FBC, and DLCO. And uh, what we have found that uh, the groups were quite similar one to the other, um, about 50 years uh, of age, uh, mostly women with uh, severe disease, uh, 50% were with uh, SCR70 and 30 to 40% with RNA pol 3 And uh, the clinical improvement was very uh, similar between groups, more than 80% in each one. The event-free survival was actually better after two years in the combination therapy group, and that was related to treatment-related mortality in the transplantation group. Uh, We had three patients who unfortunately died, and uh, the secondary outcomes were were actually quite similar, Uh, although numerically it was better in the stem cell transplantation, but it was not statistically significant, so we had a very nice uh, decrease in rodent skin of uh, 12 against uh, 24 and uh, uh, an increase in FPC of uh, more than uh, 12 and 20 something in the transplantation group. Um, so it was very effective therapy. And looking at the adverse event, we have more adverse event in the stem cell transplantation group. And, and this is uh, when we took also the uh, adverse event during the transplantation itself. But uh, if we look only after transplantation, it was quite similar. So overall, quite similar results with better safety in the combination therapy. That's brilliant. I, I really found interesting because some of us are starting to navigate in this uh, idea of whether we should uh, transplant our patients or not. So I, I really found very, very interesting the fact that you found that there was a reduction in rodent skin score and also an improvement in lung volume, which was similar to uh, transplantation after 24 months, but with a better safety profile and a higher event-free uh, survival rate. So in light of all of this, How do you think that this study contributes to our understanding of the benefits and risks associated with different treatment options for systemic sclerosis who are eligible for autologous hematopoietic stem cell transplantation? Well, I think that what we should understand is that we treat diseases mostly in internal medicine. We don't cure diseases. We treat hypertension. We treat chronic renal failure or diabetes. We treat the patient, but we, we don't cure the disease. And with the great uh, mortality and, and severity of systemic sclerosis, the great risk comes also a chance, the, the chance to cure a patient with stem cell therapy. And we should understand this treatment is very different from, from combination therapy. Uh, when we try to think of the patient uh, we know they have better quality of life. They don't have to take drugs anymore. So I think it is very interesting, the the option uh, to have a combination therapy with good safety and quite similar with short-term results. We should understand that it's not the same. So we still um, should give first priority to stem cell transplantation for the feeding patients. But we have now an option for the severe progressive systemic sclerosis patients who do not want to take the risk. And uh, if we find them not feeding for, for stem cell transplantation, 
And I think it's nice to, uh, to understand that we have a, a nice option, quite safe, with good outcomes. No, that's true, because each case is very different from another case. So you should have different options for different patients, for sure. And yes. uh, one question I, I would like to ask you is, uh, you mentioned the, the STs and the ACID trials, which the main competitor used uh, uh, in the autologous hematopoietic stem cell transplantation trials is mainly cyclophosphamide. Could you tell us, in because you, you have a lot of experience with systemic sclerosis patient, when do you think in your clinical practice it is appropriate to use cyclophosphamide or when you consider combination therapy as opposed to considering transplantation in these patients? And what factors do you think that clinicians should, should take into account uh, when they're making this decision considering the findings of, of your study? Okay, thank you. This is a great question. So I think we have uh, various options and spectrum of treatments right now, and there will be more and more. We have the CAR-T therapy and more and more biologics being evaluated right now. And as I see it, uh, cyclophosphamide part is being uh, very small right now. I use it only for acute myocarditis and severe patients with GAVE who needs a lot of, of um, blood products. And I think in these very uh, um, interesting situations or in very small indications, cyclophosphamide helps and it helps fast. Otherwise, uh, in patients with severe progressive systemic sclerosis with uh, uh, increasing Rodan skin score towards 15 in the first year, I think we should consider very early stem cell transplantation and specifically in patients who are at high risk from the disease, but low risk from transplantation. That means the young patients, women, non-smoking, patients who do not have a lot of damage, they don't have a lot of contractures. I, I like to have patients with a rodnan less than 21, the, the, the less uh, chance of mortality in these patients, and the young patients, of course, with uh, early disease. Anyway, each patient should have at least a, a six-month trial of MMF, but already evaluating and thinking of stem cell transplantation because as we do it earlier, I see better results. And patients really achieving a Rodan skin score of, of zero and a full good drug-free remission. And otherwise, uh, we should have biomarkers to understand who is the patient who will benefit and will not take the risk. I think in this area, the um, what uh, the group of uh, Michael Whitfield from uh, New Hampshire have uh, looked at uh, is the molecular subtypes of systemic sclerosis. This needs uh, RNA sequencing and machine learning, and not every institute or most institute cannot take this, uh, cannot do this. But if we take their idea, is that the subtypes, the molecular subtypes of inflammatory and fibroproliferative are uh, more fitting, more uh, uh, should be considered for stem cell transplantation, while patients who don't have a lot of differentially expressed genes uh, that are called the normal-like uh, should be considered for more conventional therapy. And in these patients, even if they are progressive, maybe the combination therapy would be more appropriate. But we, we should have a more, uh, an easier tool uh, to use in everyday life, uh, which we don't have yet. 
And um, I hope I will be able to talk to you next year and tell you about this tool. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was wonderful. I actually agree. I think cyclophosphamide has its role and it has had his, its role over the years because we, we didn't have a lot of options. And for sure, it's rapid use and it's rapid efficacy. And also uh, when you have a patient with myocardial involvement, you ha you can use cyclophosphamide. But I, I do think that it's good to agree to use other options. And I agree that the combination therapy is something that I, in my clinical practice, I tend to use much more than cyclophosphamide. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, listening to the factors when you think of, of doing a transplantation in a patient and uh, six months with MMF, which is something to, to really think about. I think that we should consider transplantation maybe before what we, we are thinking of, of considering it. So, so thank you very much. That was very, very enlightening. Another question I, I, I had by reading your study was that the 24-month period, which was maybe too short to draw definite conclusions, uh, we have seen from the ASTIS trial that the benefits were observed after two years and up to 10 years. So do with uh, with this, do you have any plans for further research? You talked about uh, maybe uh, getting together with us next year to to, to talk to, to us a little bit about this, but you have an other studies or other research to, to maybe explore these uh, related aspects of systemic sclerosis treatment? Um, yes, uh, specifically, um, you're perfectly right. It, it's too early and, and the real benefit of stem cell transplantation is the survival benefit, and we see it after five years. So we keep following up this cohort, and and uh, it would take three years, unfortunately, to have the five year survival. the The combination group already is from two thousand sixteen, so we have a lot of results there. But for the stem cell transplantation, we have to wait. Uh, I'm I'm sure to report in the future. Okay, thank you. And uh, I have one last question for you. Do you think that based on your paper, what implications do the results of this study have? I think you've, you've covered this a bit already, but in the clinical practice and treatment decision making, and should we change anything uh, from tomorrow to tomorrow in our clinical practice? Okay, so um, I think that um, maybe the take-home messages are three. One is that... Um, Combination therapy is important, and, and that is in the aspect that systemic sclerosis is a, a very complex disease, and we, th we see that all elements of the immune system are involved, the adaptive, the innate, the fibrotic pathway, inflammatory pathway, and um, we should consider that when, when we try to treat this patient with one drug, we, we are unable to block all these pathways, so there, there's always going to be sideways and we're not going to be able to uh, treat this with one and it doesn't matter which drug so that's why combination therapy is logical we have to uh, treat in this aspect b cells t cells fibrotic pathway and uh, for me also vasodilators and ppis and um, it, it's actually uh, in a way uh, poor men's uh, stem cell transplantation so uh, if we try to, to make the risk lower, I think this is the way we have to think, even if it's other drugs that will turn to be more effective in the future. 
The second uh, thing is time. I, I think that early treatment should be uh, uh, very stressed in this uh, um, area as as we know that it's easier to stop the snowball at the top of the hill. And um, as we treat uh, patients with meningitis, every student will tell you that you have to give antibiotic within 12 hours. I think it's easier to treat early aggressive systemic sclerosis before we have damages and, and we have a cascade of pathways that are activated. So treat early, treat with aggressive therapy combination or stem cell. And the last and um, very important thing is the shared decision. I think we should uh, think of it early. We should give the information, but it's a shared decision. The, the risk is of the patient, of course, and the heavy weight is in the side, on the side of the patient. So uh, we should consider this together. We should evaluate uh, very early. And the decision is, of course, uh, um, shared, but with uh, a high uh, weight on the patient. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was that was wonderful. So uh, thank you very much, Professor Rimmer, for, for joining me today. And uh, congratulations again on an amazing paper. It was a very, very interesting discussion. And I would advise all, all our listeners to have a look at the, the, the paper entitled Outcomes in Progressive Systemic Sclerosis Treated with Autologous Hematopoietic Stem Cell Transplantation Compared with Combination Therapy. You can find the paper, the paper available in Rheumatology. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.